Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. We've got a fun episode in store for you today, and we're going to jump right in in a second. But it's a bit different. Um, I recently had the opportunity to sit on the Community and Purpose podcast with my friend Austin Walker for a wonderful conversation around the idea of guiding people to transformation and how sometimes we miss opportunities to be that guide for people to help them get from where they are to where they want to go, to get healthier and to reach more impact simply because we give them advice and they don't know what to do with it. Advice giving is not bad, but oftentimes giving advice opens the door and sometimes people need help walking through it. And therein lies the opportunity to take the role of a guide. So sit back and enjoy today's episode of the podcast. Our conversation has been around this idea of um, that we live in a world generally where people are looking just for the quick fix. You know, like people are just looking for the the next quick idea, the the silver bullet, if you will. And um, I think that as leaders, as people who are are partnering with other people, I think it's easy to do that. Uh, but but what we've been talking about is just that it's maybe not the best thing to give advice all the time. That sometimes maybe the best thing that you can do is is actually to not point them to a perfect plan, uh, but to walk with them. So share with me a little bit about kind of the premise of this. Where have you seen this? Kind of what's it what's it looking like? Yeah, so you you hit the nail on the head. We live in what I call like the microwave culture, right? Everything is quick. It's fast. We we run so fast. Society's frenetic. Everybody wants you know the final product to be pristine but with as little effort put into it as possible. Right. And so out of that yields this desire and a wiring to give people advice. We don't mean to turn people away and advice isn't bad. Some of the, some of my greatest breakthroughs have come from someone merely saying, Hey, you should try this. And then having the wherewithal to take, okay, I'll try it and had some great breakthroughs, but there's something missing. Right. And Along the way, like you said, sometimes someone doesn't really need advice. I can count back to my own time, and listeners right now can probably think where they didn't really know what they were, what they were dealing with, questions they were seeking answers to. And in those moments, you go to someone, whether it's, you know, whether it's at work, whether it's in a group of friends, whether it's in a missional community at church, wherever it might be, you go to confide in someone. And what you don't really want is advice. You don't want to just be pointed off in a direction that you don't know that you should be heading to. What you really you don't know what you want, and there's an opportunity there for someone instead of saying, "Hey, here's a compass. That's where I think you should go. You're going over there." Yeah, and then that's it. It ends. What they really want is a guide. And so what I've come to realize is that true transformation. There's an opportunity for true, like multiplicative impact and transformation, and it begins where simply giving advice ends. Huh. Right? Advice just opens the door. Yeah. And something magical happens when we walk through it with someone instead of just pointing them through it. So that's, so that's where I'm at right now. No, I love that. I think uh, it reminded me as you were talking, there it was a video a couple of years ago and there's a gal sitting on a couch and she's got a nail in her forehead and she's, uh, she's asked, talking to her husband about how she's got a headache and how she like, it hurts so much and like whatever. And he like is constantly like talking about the nail and she just keeps saying, it's not about the nail. It's not about the nail. And like, it reminds me of that, like, sometimes we we get to this place where it's just like, people are presenting in my in my area, the way that I've seen this is people are presenting a symptom. People are saying, this is what I'm experiencing right now. And yet, very oftentimes, 
the symptom is simply a manifestation of a source of something far deeper or different. And so like when you give advice, what you're doing is, is you're virtually giving a bandaid oftentimes and saying like, yeah, like this is how you stop that symptom. And yet two months later, two weeks later, two years later, they come back and they're saying, Hey, this bandaid is infected and it's still not working. Like I'm still feeling this thing. And I love what you said when you said like, I think that the the actual change takes place where advice ends, where you start to guide people. What what does it look like for you uh, to to guide people and to be guided? So you mentioned that you have seen this in your own life. What does it look like for you when there was a symptom presenting where you were digging deeper, um, where you've walked with a guide, where they have walked with you towards the journey? um, And then how have you seen that kind of flip to where you're able to help other people and become a guide as well. So one area that comes to mind, and I've seen it in, in a number. Um, I can, so this is just really surface level. Uh, I've played golf my entire life and it's a fun sport. It's a sport of continuous discipline. It's always changing. Yeah. And, you know, early on, like I wanted to play and then the natural start is here. Well, here's a golf club, go swing it. I know what I'm going to do with that golf club. Right. right what am I going to do? It gets a weapon at that point. There's nothing yeah. like, you know, um, but someone's like, here, let me show you this. Here are the fundamentals. And they give you enough to get you momentum to get you going. And then you have to take ownership of it, but they, but they help you build the foundations to move. Another example, um, right when I was young and had become a believer um, and was wanting to experience what it was like to have a relationship with Jesus. Um, I had people come into my life and it would have been very easy and we've all heard it to say, oh, read your Bible. Yeah. You know what? Go read your Bible. Start with John. And then you can flip over and read the book of Acts. And you can go back and read, you know, Isaiah and the Old Testament. And they give you all these things to go. But you don't know what you're going to be reading or how to discern those things. And, and quite honestly, I remember sitting down and was freaked out. Like, what's happening right now? I don't know any of this. Right. But someone's like, hey, let me read it with you. Right? Yeah. Let's meet. Let's have some coffee. Let's sit down. You know, you've got questions. You know, I don't know that I'll have all the answers, but I'm going to be with you. Yeah. You know, those are a couple and it happens. It happens all over the place. And those are the difference between just telling someone and it's great to tell someone what to do, what to do that you think will help. But when you go with them and you're guiding with them, you're ultimately leading them into a deeper relationship, with the things they're pursuing in the way that they need to be pursuing them and not the way you think they should. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it 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 shows a, it, a couple different fronts. It shows a, a desire and a willingness to walk the journey. And I think that one of the big needs that we're, we're experiencing in our world in this, and honestly, in all different areas, is that people are just looking for people to do to do life with, right? You know, people aren't looking, people think that they were looking for the silver bullet, mm-hmm. looking for the quick fix. But really, deep down, so many of us, uh, we're looking for people to do it together with. Yeah, um, I, I, I had an epiphany, exactly what you're talking about probably 18 months ago, uh, when people used to get baptized at our church, we used to give them a Bible. And in the Bible had a reading plan. And I gave it to somebody who had been a friend of mine. And so like had already had like the relationship and they were willing to like really share with me what it was like. And so the reading plan started with John, ironically, like what you just said, like, like start with John and then Every jump to reading Acts. plan starts with John. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, so like we, I, I gave them a Bible and then had the reading plan in it. And then uh, I, I told them like, yeah, let's get together in a couple of weeks and we'll kind of just chat through it. And so 
like two days goes by and they reach out and they're like, Hey, can we grab coffee? I've got some questions. Um, I I've already, I've already got a bunch of questions. I'm like, sure. So like two days, we stop by and sit down and they're like, dude, I, I got two sentences in. I have no idea what's going on. And I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? And they're like, well, John starts with the word became flesh and the yeah, word right. was with God and the word was God. <laughs> All things were created through the word and for the word by the word. And like, God was in there in the beginning. And it's just like, they were like, what is that? And I'm like, that's a great point. Like, you know, and so like it it had this moment where it was like, yeah, we can point people to go and read something to go and like try and understand something. And like, if you don't understand what you're doing to point and say like, Hey, that's the mountain that you need to do. Like you're struggling here. Like you need to go over there and do this. Right. And then they like get over there and like, okay, well, I'm here, but now like, what am I supposed to do? Like now I'm halfway up this mountain and like, I don't have the skills and the ability and the wherewithal and the tools to get to the peak, to actually get to the solution right. that I'm trying to get. Like, how do I get there? And if you don't have that lifeline of, of like guidance, like you've lost the boat. Cause now they're just deeper into the problem with less tools. Right. Yeah. And I I wasn't laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's true. Like we tell people to go read the book of John and it begins with the word. And it's like, I'm, I just, I just decided I wanted to follow this guy named Jesus. What is this word you're talking about? Yeah. And and like, and they had no idea. And it took five seconds. Every time it says the word word, just substitute it for Jesus. That's literally what I told them. I'm like, as you read it, just change the word word to Jesus and it'll make a lot more sense. I'm like, why don't don't they just say that? I'm like, yeah, exactly. And I want to and I want to reiterate this. There's nothing wrong with giving advice, you know. 100%. But we have an opportunity to give the final ten percent, and and it eliminates a lot of frustration on on our end. So think in terms in the business world or or in team leadership. You're in charge of a group of people to navigate in your in your business culture, yeah. And you always can't hold everyone's hand, but there are times where you can get your team thriving. And really moving at a higher level simply by taking the posture of, of guiding someone a little bit more. Because we can, we always want to bark orders and tell someone to do something. Because let's face it, we have eight hours a day. Things have to get done, <clears throat> right? But if I tell you to do something, you just don't get it. And because I'm moving so fast, and then I will, I can be more frustrated and I can eliminate a good margin, a good, a good amount of my frustration simply by saying, hey, you know what? This is what I'm looking for. And this is where I think we need to go. I'm here to guide you along the way. If you have questions, the door is always open. So you, there's creative ways to take that posture of a guide to let people know, oh, I'm not just being sent out on my own. I don't have to figure all of this out on my own. There's somebody that's going to be with me in some capacity along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think the other side of it that's come out of our conversation is just this idea of it's the, it's the twofold win yeah. because, because I think that when you point somebody and you just give advice, I think you are communicating the level of buy-in and the level yes. of belief that you have in the advice. A hundred percent. Versus, versus if you guide, you, you also, you go and you say like, Hey, I truly believe in this because I'm willing to go with you. Yeah. Like I actually believe that this is the route right. to go. And like in a Christian circle, like as a pastor, like there is for sure this idea of saying like, the big word would be that you're describing is discipleship. It's this idea of like followers with other followers following Jesus. Like it's that twofold idea. But like, what would you say as you have seen this work out in your life, as you've had people guide you and then you have guided others, how have you seen that twofold win of like, 
it changes your perspective. It changes what you're struggling with as well, because I just know that leaders are like, are like, just go and do the job. <clears throat> like, yeah. like, we, like go and sell the widget. Like, come, like how hard is it? Go and like set up appointments and sell the widget to people. And then, but it's also like, you get on the on the journey and you're out there, you're actually in the coffee shop with the person trying to sell the widget to sell the appointment. Right. And you're like, oh my gosh, the, this challenge and this challenge and this challenge is happening. Like now what do we do? Like how have you seen that like twofold win in your own life yeah. in, in going with people? So one, you realize, you one, you realize, you know, if you're just pointing someone in the right direction, like you said, you have buy-in. You're like, I have faith that you can do this. That's great. Um, and there's tremendous buy-in saying, hey, you know what? I believe you're going to do this, but I really want to set you up for success, so I'm going to go with you. Yeah. Um, it's living out. There's a quote that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And we go a lot farther in both perspectives when we go together with people. And that double blessing comes in. You get to know more about the people that you're with, and you get to be invited in a little bit deeper. And you start to understand things like, oh, this is why this may have been a challenge for you. You may not even seen it, but I see this. And now I understand that. And so I can help you a little bit better. The other thing, the other side of that is you also grow. You learn right. more about yourself and your, and your own life and leadership skills develop. You cultivate deeper roots and you become more self-aware of how you operate. And you thrive better in community together. And quite honestly, if you're guiding someone to get up whatever mountain they're climbing, the view from the top is always better when you're not alone. Yeah, hundred percent. I know that. I know that from experience. I've uh, yeah. I stood on top of a few mountains, and um, I've actually never stood on top of a mountain alone. And uh, like, it is always like a high five. Like, it's such a sweet, sweet moment to be in that place. Um, I, I think that part of the part of what I've seen in my own leadership and with other people is that when you talk about like going together, um, this idea of advice giving. Every time I think that you don't go together, I think you widen the gap of being out of touch with reality. Like as you grow in leadership, as you grow in relationship, as you grow in general, like the further you get away from the front lines of actually taking the steps and going on the journey, the more obsolete you become, you know, like, like it's been, it's been two and a half years since I've climbed a mountain. And it takes about two and a half years for me um, to forget the pain of the last mountain climb before I'm willing to sign up for another one, you know, but it's like people ask me like, should I climb a mountain? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But like, I have forgotten the pain that comes from doing that. Like, I've forgotten to say like you, you need to have like all of these different things. Like you have tons of different stuff that you have to get and train. And like, this is how much running you need to do. This is like, you forget all of those things because you just get farther and farther away from it. Now, I see it in my parenting a ton. Like I tell my, I tell my kids like, go and do this. Like the difference between a good job and a great job is about 10 minutes is what I say to them all the time. And like, I have, I've forgotten, like I've forgotten what it's like to pick up dog poop in the yard because my kids do it, you know? And so like, there's just, sometimes there's things where you just get, you get separated so far away from the front lines of doing things um, that actually the advice that you're giving, it actually doesn't apply anymore. Right. Like you, you, you don't have the actual wherewithal and the ability to see what's actually happening um, on the front lines after a while. You made a good point. It's really practical to pick that extra posture. Oh, I can't hear you. Can't you, do it all the... you can't hear me? Can you hear me now? 
What the heck? Where did I go? Oh, uh, you're good. You're back. Now we're there. All right. You said something really practical there. Um, 10 minutes. And I don't want to scare people as they're listening to thinking like, oh, I have to like go and run and do all these things. Think of the next quick answer you want to give someone and then check yeah. yourself and say, okay, not even 10 minutes, just a longer explanation or a longer directive could be the difference in just having someone succeed or not make it all the way and turn back. And that's how practical it is. And, and I think you're right. I can see back into my own times or my own life and leadership when someone has made the commitment to come with me, um, the success rate and the completion rate is way higher. Yeah. The confusion is way lower. The overwhelm is way lower. And the relational equity that's cultivated and the community that's deepened far beyond just the two people that are there is way more multiplicative and it's yeah. way deeper. And I think the gap that we see in our culture would be closed quite a bit if people just were a little bit more intentional about instead of just living our lives like a like a hack book, basically. Yeah, yeah. The life hacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because because it, it's like you you short circuit the system. Yeah. Like when you try to when you try to like hack it, you know, like when you when you totally like rig something, you know, like it works right. it works in the moment, but like oftentimes it shorts out. You know. Yeah. Oftentimes I mean, the band-aid fix, it ends up breaking down, you know, later on and causing more problems. Yeah. I mean, I tried to, I personally, I tried to live and lead my way through life through life hacks and it didn't end well. It didn't, it didn't end well. And so in my own space, I realized, wait a minute, there, there's a way, you know, I don't, I hate the saying work hard, not smart or work smart, not hard. Yeah. Um, but I think hard work is smart work. Yeah. Right. There's a hard work that's smart and smart work is all right. There's a way to do this and it's a process. I'm going to trust it. And instead of just sending someone else off on this alone, you know, just saying, Hey, there's the destination you want to get to. Well, I have, I'm familiar with things that happen along the way. You know, yeah. I want you to know that I'm here for you and I'm here as a resource along the way and I'll, and I'll guide you as best I can. That does so much more to both yeah. you and the other person and really helps cultivate a healthy, purposeful community. Yeah, no, I love that. I think I, I completely agree. Uh, taking it, taking it like to the to the nth degree. I think we live we live in a a culture of excess, mm -hmm. and so like in the in the vein and the idea of living in a culture of excess. Um, I, I think that there is there is times where we have we have walked together. We have gone through the crap together. We've climbed, you know, four, five, six mountains together. We've solved the X, Y, Z number of problems together. Like now, like as I see in the life of Jesus, he walks through the mission. He walks through the journey. He does the thing. And then there is a tipping point. There is a moment where he does say, like, you have seen the way that we overcome problems now you are equipped to go and guide other people to solve problems. And so like, if you take it out of like a business, out of a leadership space and you take it relationally, I mean, the way that I would define it is, is if you constantly do this, you're moving towards codependence. So like, there's a, there's a point at which if you, if you refuse to let, like to take any ownership over learning what the guide is doing, and you just simply are constantly saying, like, the guide will tell me, the friend will tell me, such and such and so and so will tell me what my next step is. 
rather than actually like learning the steps and the process of discerning what the smart steps are, you lo- you lean into codependency. And yep. so like for me trying to figure out like, like how do you know when it's time to, to say like, I have guided you and like we have been together on this journey for X, Y, Z number of years, like four years. Like we have read the Bible together and we have like gone on mission together. Like we have done things together. Now you are ready to go and be a guide for other people. Like when do you see that tipping point happening? Like, like, how do you, how do you discern that? That's probably a pretty big question, but like, like how can we help ourselves to not get to this place of codependency and like we're only able to wrap our hands around a certain number of people because at some point, like I'm out of bandwidth. Like if right, I just keep can't. guiding, 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 oh, guiding, no, guiding, can't. guiding, like at some point I run out of bandwidth. Like have right. you seen a tipping point for you in, in, in ways that you can allow other people uh, to step out and to step into being yeah. their own guide? Yeah. And I mean, Jesus is the, the quintessential model. I mean, he he was with and walked and did everything. And he and he told the disciples go and be my witness, go. And then at the very end of it, he buttoned it up. You've got this paraphrasing and don't forget, I'm always with you to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Like I'm always going to be with you, but you've got this. And he celebrated them and it was a co-mission. He wasn't sending them out alone. That's the co-mission break it down. It's like, he's there with them. He was their co-laborer. And for me, what I've experienced is people will often pull out of me my own confidence, even when I don't see it and say, Hey, you've got this, like you're doing all these things you're implementing. I've seen so much growth in you. We've climbed this mountain. The next one you're heading up is over there. You have all the skills you need to do that, but don't forget I'm always here if you need me. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's living in that balance. Like there's two pendulums that we always want to go to. We always want to be always there or always just pointing away. And when you live in that messy middle space and find balance in between those extremes, you'll know, like the more you spend time with people, the more you'll know, you'll be able to see when they're ready to go, when they may need a little bit more. And you'll learn more about yourself. You'll learn, say, man, maybe I do tend to stick around a bit too much. All right. Mm-hmm. So the growth step for me is to say, I'm going to step back a little bit and say, hey, I'm going to let you go a little bit further, but I'm here if you need a phone call or a text. And yeah. so you're growing in self-awareness as you become more aware of the people around you. Yeah. And I think, and I think it applies across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just in formal relationships. Like, I think that applies in in friendship. I think it applies in in marriage. I think there are seasons when when you need to be like on the every journey together. You know, I think back to the very beginning of my marriage. You know, like we we had to figure out what was the glue that was going to hold our marriage together. You know, like what are the how are we going to pull through these things? But now it's it's so much less about like being in everything and doing everything together, and it's more yeah. about just like walking in tandem with each other pursuing and solving um, the same problems together but i mean not i love that and jesus modeled that like he he was with the disciples and then he sent them away he's like hey you guys go over there and i'll meet you there right and then they needed him and in the middle of them needing him he showed up and so as we grow and we get to a place there's this thing hey you've got this I see this in you. I've been with you. I believe in you. I'm invested in you. You've developed skills that are going to carry you so far. You've got this, but always know that I'm here with you. I'm here with you when you need me. I can't be here all the time. I don't need to be here all the time. You know, someone said to me, they get to a point, if I stay with you right now in this capacity all the time, I'm doing a disservice to your leadership and mine. Yep. Right. Because we get to a place where we're going to go further in different directions. And if someone's always there with you, the guide can become the anchor that holds you back. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, at, at times there's, there's things that like, I'm not super gifted at mm-hmm. and things that I'm not like, and then I get surpassed. Like the people right. that are like younger than me or that I've been mentoring, they become smarter, faster, better in these right. areas, but they're hindered because they mm-hmm. think that like, I'm the guru. Like, well, but Austin's my mentor. Like he, like he's the one who's got all the answers. And like, when we get to that place, I hundred percent agree with what you said. Like it, we hinder their leadership and ours. We hinder their relationships and ours. We hinder their marriages and ours, you know, yeah. like we, we hinder everybody involved um, in the entire scenario when we don't know yeah. when to pull away. You mentioned the messy middle. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that like, we live in a culture that hates it. Like we hate the messy middle and like, it's just so much cleaner and easier. It's like, you're the guide. I'm the student. Let's go. Like, we're not going to mess with this. Like it's so much easier. The hierarchy, the power, we know where the power is at. We know where it's not. Um, But the messy middle is where growth happens. I mean, the messy middle is where everybody gets better um, as opposed to just like advice giving. And so I I love that. I love that conversation. I love that. um, I love that idea. I love what you said. Uh, If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Um, And I think it's easy to make that connection and to say that to go to go together means that you both have to like be going on every single step. But I think there's a multiplying ability to where we are all on the same mission together but maybe we're doing it in different avenues. Like maybe we're doing it in different ways and in different spaces, but we are still consistently like pursuing the same, the same model and the same idea. Um, yep. I think that's, I think that's huge. Um, yeah. It is. It's really practical. I mean, it's an interesting paradigm shift and it was for me um, to understand that both are needed for, yeah. for people and places and spaces to thrive. But we just tend to lean too heavily on one and there's a huge opportunity to pull those reins back and find a place in the messy middle to say, hey, you know what? There's times where that extra 10% is saying, hey, let's go this place together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I would just challenge everybody um, to think through what does this look like in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think in this area of purpose, like what is the purpose of your life? Like who who are you bringing with you? Uh, at our church, we uh, we don't have church members. We have church partners. Because we believe that membership is all about what's in it for me and partnership and what is what's in it for us. Like, how can we be on this journey together? And I just think partnership is such a significant piece of, of purpose. Um, and obviously, per, like partnership in itself is the idea of community. And so to be doing something that matters with people that matter, that is really the intersection that we're talking about. Yes. And I think that I think that this this conversation it so perfectly articulates that like. Is is community worth it? Is purpose worth it? Like, is this is the messy middle worth it? I think like unanimously, I would say yes. And specifically in this area, it's yes because this it's the idea of sitting down and actually going on a journey together. And so, we just encourage you to find that that space, um, figure out what does that look like. Before we push record today, um, you said you said sometimes people they want a meeting with you. Um, and you sit down and you think they want a bunch of advice when really they just wanted to go on a walk and talk. Right. And so I think that for, for all of us to listen and to understand that we need to be aware that people aren't always coming to us as a guru, as the, as the all knowing genie. Sometimes they're just coming to us because they need a safe place, place to internally process for themselves. 
And so that is the beautiful picture of the intersection of community and purpose, being aware of that messy middle and where that intersection takes place. And so, um, Jonathan, what's your kind of final send off, final advice? What uh, will be your the the bow the bow on the end of uh, this topic for for our listeners? Two things I would say: remember, there are times when not everyone's going to want what's in your head; they need what's in your heart. Hmm. Um, and two, you we all give great advice, and it's amazing. But if you give such good advice, you have the opportunity to create ripples of change that will affect people that you will never meet just by making a little bit deeper of an investment in someone else's life. So think about that. And that geeks me out to think that I may make an investment by helping someone get from point A to point B. And then what they're going to do from that is going to affect and have change in so many others' lives. And so that's why I believe that real transformation begins where advice giving ends. Yeah, I love that. Be a guide. Think think guide. Think partnership. Think join the journey instead of point your finger. Um, yep. my, la- my last thought would just be there's nothing that drives me crazier than when I walk into a hardware store and I walk up to the 17-year-old kid and ask them if they have door hinges. And one, they either say, no, I don't think we have that. Or they do the whole like point their finger. I think it's an aisle 4,000. And I think it's like back there over there. Um, and it's like, okay, I don't know where that is. And I don't know what to do now. And like, what if I get there and it's not there? I don't really know what to do. But like that drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you walk in the front door and there's somebody sitting there and you say, I'm looking for door hinges. And they say, yeah, I think it's in aisle 4,000. Come on, I'll take you over there and uh, make sure that you get what you want. Like that's the difference between, between advice and guidance. And mm-hmm. the great thing about it is when you're on the journey, you have the opportunity to give way more advice and way more meaningful ideas that they can chew on and use inside of that messy middle while you're on the journey that just point your finger at a far off distant point and saying, good luck. I hope you make it. Um, saying like, we're going to go together. And so I think it, uh, I think it's so worth it. Um, and so f- spend some time. Um, if you are listening to my voice right now, I would just challenge all of you. Uh, take a, take a minute. Don't just take this 25 minutes and then walk back into your life. Take a minute, and write something down. Who's somebody you need to go have, maybe you need to find a guide. Maybe you need to go and find somebody that's willing to walk a journey with you, help you in your next step. Um, who is that person? Ask somebody to go out for coffee, figure out a way to uh, to get some more guidance and partnership in your life because it'll pay dividends. Um, and along the journey, what you don't know is that when you're being guided, you have no idea the gift that you are to the guide. Um, it is a two-way street and it's a, it's a big deal. So uh, I, I'm just so uh, grateful, Jonathan, for you willing to sit down and uh, take a little time and share from your life, share things that you're learning. Um, this idea between advice or guide, well, what's the right decision for the moment? Advice isn't always the right choice. Guide isn't always the right choice. And we have to be aware enough to be able to decide um, what does this person need? How can I be most helpful? What's healthiest for me and for them, I think is the question. So.